Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, audience. I'm Joseph Imoko. I've just told uh, my story about uh, how I hawked in my early days uh, on Tea with Tail. And it's actually awesome. Awesome. Please, I would like you to watch uh uh with steel podcasts it's a very good one please stick with them thanks hey guys welcome to the fourth episode of my with a podcast i can't believe i made it this far i'm proud of myself and i'm excited about my guest today his name is joseph imoko i would do the introductions but i just think that he's a very interesting guest so i, I want you to give us a robust introduction it's nice to have you on my show anyway yeah thank you um, just like you said earlier, I'm Joseph Moko. Yeah, by name. Um, I'm actually looking at my background. Um, I'm looking oh, at my sorry, background. you can also speak pidgin English. Okay, it's fine. Uh, looking back into my background, I'm actually first of eight children, wow. and uh, it's actually been very tough back then. And I think things are a bit uh, better right now. Yeah. Um, what can I actually say about my early stage of uh, growing Real life? Up? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very difficult then, and it got to a point in time that um, feeding wasn't um, an easy thing to go by. So I had to hawk. Yeah. And I started hawking at the age of, uh, if I can remember, I think six or seven. Yeah. Six or seven. I hawked pepper soup. You? Yeah. Hawk pepper soup? Yeah. Did you hawk pepper soup? <laughs> I have pepper soup now. How did, you, how did I get into that? We yeah. we had the neighbor then mm-hmm. who happened to be a hunter mm. back in 93, 94. That's a long time. Yeah, so can is. I ask you how old you are now? Yeah. How old are you now, sir? Um, I'll be 33 
this month's 27th. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Though, that is my rage, but I don't use it in my certificate. Okay, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, circumstances brought me into not using it. Yeah, I applied for NDA sometimes, and they needed. No, I, I totally get it. All of us. Yeah, we do it. But the, the truth is that I'm using my real age for now until I cannot use it again. Mm. Right. Oh. Okay, so continue. <laughs> so back to the era of nineties. Uh, so this hunter we go hunting. Then the game it comes back with that is the the meat. The meat. Mm. So my mom we purchase uh, some of them. This grass cutter popularly known as Oya in Yoruba. Okay. Yeah, bush meat. So she will prepare it. Been an Igbo woman. She prepares in. Your mother was Igbo. Yeah, she's Igbo from Igbo states. Wow. But are you from Kwara? I was born in Ilori. Okay. My dad is a policeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are able to be transferred from one place or the other. Right. I will tell you why that comes okay. into play. But uh, about this, he, she will prepare it, mm-hmm. then be the firstborn. I think I was still the... Yeah, at uh, six. Uh, at six. Mm. So I'll go around hawking it. At six? At six. At six. You know, back then, um, uh, a child of that age, I think you can compare it to a child... Uh, at now. that age, yeah, yeah, of now, because we're more, um, how do I put it now? We, we don't actually been looked upon then. We can leave home in the morning and come back in yeah. the evening. You guess, we just, so then it's, it's, it's a kind of communal, uh, uh living, like mm-hmm. your parents take care of oh, someone else's child, child. So you move from one house to the other and you eat in every, the yeah, everywhere is safe. Everybody's yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. So, hawking wasn't uh, something of dangerous at then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a thing of none. Then <laughs> I hawk around, and the proceed of um, what I what I saw then would be what we use in fending for ourselves in the family. Because the according to my mom, that my dad wasn't really getting enough money yeah. to send to us, so we had to look for other source of income. So. At a point in time, I had to join friends uh, to make this uh, vegetable. This uh, what is it called? Planting vegetable. You make bed. I did it on my own. Sorry, I don't planting vegetable. Yeah, you go to the stream. Mm-hmm. You heap. Yeah, you heap. You heap the land. Then uh, buy seedlings. Then you plant it. Oh, so you were planting vegetables. Yeah, yeah, I planted vegetable. Then after about like I think ugu? no, just the normal green vegetable. Yeah, yeah. It was a thing of joy then. So after a few weeks, I think about six weeks or thereabout, to be mature for sales. So you put it, then you hawk it again. So you excited about the fact that you plant your seeds. I plant my seeds, harvest it, and you sell it. This thing, this thing I'm telling you is still in between the age of uh, six and ten. Yeah, the planting. I did all this on my own. So uh, when I got to secondary school, sorry, let me take you back. So all this time I used to go and hawk, were you going to school? Because you speak good English, right? So yeah. I assume that you had your primary school and like your nursery school education. Not even nursery, public school. Oh, so uh, whilst you were doing all this hockey, you were yeah, also in school? Yes, I was in school. When I come out from school, the ne- instead of you having a backup education, mm. we go back to farm, go to play, go to hawk, whichever is in place as I did. How did that make you feel? Because I'm sure that you have other classmates who they did not need to hawk to. 
to to go to school or to to fend for their families. They were not responsible for their families in any way. At six, yeah. for that matter, or seven, we right? see them as being the like they are the top. Um, we don't really feel bad about them, but we just feel okay. This is who we are, so we just survive. Wow, yeah, just survive, and so at a point in time. I'll even go uh, hunting for mangoes when it's time for mango mm-hmm. season of mango. I will go climb the tree. In fact, at the point I became one of the best uh, tree climber. Mango climber. There's no how high that mango tree we. You go climb. I go climber. I go climber. Wow. So I will pluck, taking the sack up there. No matter how heavy it is, I will pluck, bring it down. Were you the only one hawking, or do you have friends who used to go hawk together? So yes, I have friends. I have friends. Um, I mean, in, around your age too. Yeah, around my age. In the course of hawking, you know, you get to make friends as well. Mm. You meet them, then you move. Those ones that parents allow them to come and hawk too, right? Sure, sure. Wow. So, um, you mentioned that your siblings were also part of. You were also hawking alongside your siblings. Um, what brought about uh, that of my siblings? Uh, I think it was um. After I left my parents, after my secondary school, mm. no, before, uh, that was as far back as 2003. Mm. That was when they picked up the hawking because I wasn't doing it. I wasn't living with them. Oh, yes. Wow. I had, um, a figure father then. A real father picked interest in me. Oh, and helping. yeah, so they picked they up. Picked the, up. <gasps> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. So when you were, Hawking and you were trying to send. Were you using the proceeds to send yourself to school? Were you helping? Were you giving the money back to your family? Because you remember you used to you, you did plants. Yes, these things. So you don't plants and finish. It will be a thing of joy to bring back the money. That oh, I've made enough. Oh, we can we can fend for ourselves. We can buy things today. We can buy food. No, oh, this is the process. You even be happy you to to sell everything off, then bring back the money, or not even for yourself, but for everybody to eat. Eat. At home. So at seven, that that level of responsibility was placed on you. Placed so you started feeling responsible for your family by exactly. going to get mo- money. That's wild. Yeah, yeah as far back as then. So, um, when I left that uh, particular community, we transferred in. Eventually, um, I, this is just uh, a long time ago. I'm yeah, yeah, just yeah. trying to pick some events. Yeah, That's some fine. events. Um, I've told you the seasons mm. of fruits, I'll pluck, sell, whichever is available yeah. at, at that point in time, I will sell. So let me just tell you the one that really uh, uh, um, took me to offending for myself, I mean, as a man, mm. when I eventually secured uh, admission into OAU, I discovered it will not go far. I don't have backup. Yeah. Yeah. Because what my dad was earning wasn't enough to cater for, I mean, the family, let alone someone who has secured admission in the university. Tell me about your dad a bit before okay. you get into the story. Uh, my dad is a policeman. Okay. From Benue State. Uh, Ali de Guist, that is the local government. Um, he, he was never with us. He only comes once in Blue Moon mm. and goes by. He was always on special duty. Why does he move around? Um, is a man, uh, if I put it, a man of integrity. Yeah. 
whenever he's on duty, he mm. does not agree with his, his, uh, uh, what do I call it? His, uh, his, his colleagues. His colleagues. You know, the way policemen, you know what they do on the way. So he will never agree with them. So wherever he goes, he does not spend three months. I think the highest he has spent is three months. They will transfer him. Because, because he was not doing the things that his other colleagues were so, doing. Yeah. So what he does is, once he leaves work, he goes back to uh, our farm. Being a Benue man, mm. you know, farming is actually part of That's the culture. Thing, yeah. So he goes back to the farm, competing with the best of farmers. Yes. So he goes back to the farm and puts his energy into it, mm. rather than standing on dry starting people on the, yeah it goes back so he was never in a place for a short while so we couldn't move around with him oh, so, so we were in the so place present. yes right. so we were just on our own with our mom and he was always moving around was he not sending you guys money was he see as, ba- as far back as uh, that 90s my mom told me that uh, I think his salary was around 600 naira or maybe lesser than that because can you give me the equivalent now so 600 naira as a day. If you're going to, yeah, judge now. That money shouldn't be more than 30,000 naira. And that's about how much I hear that police people earn, like around 40,000, 50,000. Exactly. I mean, I don't... I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that, that, yeah, within that range. Yeah, so within that it's range. the same problem that was happening in the 90s that's happening now. Now. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. So how do you expect somebody who has... How many kids do you have? How many were you guys? Uh, uh, five boys, three girls. And this is the first we're... set of uh, children. The first of the first set of the five are boys. Then three. We need three are girls. Girls. So you guys were the protectors of those girls. Exactly. But I, I can't imagine how uh, when you have a man that has eight children and you're paying him a set like that amount. Well, I would also say that is also a fault of government. You know, uh, we as uh, individuals mm. we also have our own uh, blame to yeah. carry. Mm. Um, because I question them as well. Uh, you were earning this. How would you give it to this much? This much? What do you have to support yourself? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it has happened. What is the way forward? Yeah. Because I realized that and I mm-hmm. I told him this. So, is that? No, not at seven. At my, uh, that should be when I was in SS1. Mm-hmm. SS1. So you started questioning. You started I started questioning, older, yes. Like, what's wrong? Yeah, what is wrong? Why Why this? Why that? I started asking questions. So they mm-hmm. saw me as being... Um, I mean, rebellious. Rebellious. Or, yeah, that why mm. should I be? That what do you know? At this age, about what do you life, know? What yeah. do you know about life? God bless you. Exactly. My mom will even ask me, what do you know about life? Mm. What do you know about life? See, see this stage, now that they've seen that I'm, I'm actually, see, practically I'm shouldering the responsibility of everybody in the family. I know. I know. Right I now. I have sibling university. Yes. Yes, it hasn't been easy. I have siblings university. So they, they all run to you for help? For help. I've just sent money to one. The other one left me uh, uh, three weeks. No, last month. Last month, back to school. She schools in the north. So, so sorry, I want to I'm coming back to your dad again. Was your dad, do you think that your dad was comfortable with you guys hawking? Was he aware that you guys were hawking to support your mom? Because he was never present, right? At that age, I wouldn't know if he was away because he wasn't mm. with us. So are you saying that you, you you don't think that your father knew or your mother never told him that these people these children have to hawk? Because where where were you guys getting where, money? Where if he, he, wasn't? he knows he knows we hawked. Mm. Or was your mother uh, doing any sort of trade or business? Yes, yes. I I can remember she was into selling um, 
raw food stuff. Mm. So summer, summer, I don't know, she stopped. I don't know what happened. At that age, I can't really pick up what mm. happened. But uh, I got to know that maybe she didn't, maybe summer, summer, whether she didn't manage it well. Yeah. And the capital vanished. So she resorted into the other parts, mm. preparing those things, we hawk. So um back in university, so I looked back and I said, okay, with this number of children, uh, in fact, the, the acceptance fee, before I got that one, it was hell. So I told myself the truth that if I don't put my uh, energy into place, I won't go through I won't go through university. I almost dropped out because it was it was difficult. It's so frustrating with hunger. In my tummy, you can imagine having three thousand naira to manage in maybe two three months. Yes. What what year did you go to university, please? I secured admission in twenty twelve OAU. I've written eight jam. Not that I was failing, but you know, as I then it wasn't easy to secure. You write admission. jam eight times. Uh, yeah, I wrote it. I started writing. Started writing in um, uh, two thousand and seven, and I secured. Well, let me see. Okay, I think what makes it eight is that I wrote plus jam and other external exam like a NPF Police Academy, then NDA, like I told you earlier. Mm. I wrote so everything together was in succession of eight years. So for the eight years you were getting, you were probably getting the right scores. Yeah, two sixty three, two sixty. I think the lowest, the first one I ever. And people like you, the brilliant person. I'm about to be true, I beg. <laughs> no, because. It's, if you find it like when I, when I was in school, um, we had boys who they were the fickle of our class, but you could know that they could not survive. They survived on doing you know, assignments for us. They you could just say that they were struggling so hard, but they liked the fact that they were in school so much. They would borrow, they would do extra work in school. I think you like also had a program for people <laughs> where they could pay you for doing work for school, yeah, right? So they have this in a way too. I totally understand. I can relate to you being in school and having to manage, um money for that amount um, managed 3,000 for that long yeah that was when I before I started working that was when the, well, I, my dad was sending that money then and I knew that money wouldn't sustain because you have to buy some books well, he, was also, he was sending you money to, in school like 3,000 naira. that was my first year first term that the first semester rather mm. first semester first year yeah. he sent me that money I think twice so I told myself that this money won't, this thing won't go a long yeah. way so I said okay what can I do uh, a friend introduced me to the honey business. So I, uh, I ordered and it was actually sent to me. So I went to factory to buy plastic bottles. Then I processed it because, you know, the honey contains a comb and like, so I processed yeah. it and I put them into the bottles and I started selling them in school. In school. Hey, so I started to the staff. And, uh, Staff were buying from you. Staff were buying, then few students who could afford. How much were you selling in that? Time? I started a bottle was uh, a thousand naira. Mm-hmm. So I sell that, that was 75 sale for a thousand, then, um, uh, 50 sale for mm-hmm. 500. No, it was at 700 at first, then later on, uh, um, a thousand naira. Yeah. Wait, wait. So now selling honey, like, were you, how, were you making enough profit? How much money, how much honey do you need to sell okay. to be okay? Okay. Um, the first one I ever ordered was, uh, uh, 20 liters. 
So I was able to bring out, um, I think about how many bottles? 16, 30 bottles. Mm-hmm. 30 bottles. From that 20. Yeah, 75. Yeah. Altogether, 30 bottles. That's like 30,000. Yeah, that's 30,000. And I, I bought it for uh, 13,000. That's 20 liters. Mm. So after then, I started buying out of, uh, uh, no, 20 liters. So I started buying out of 30 liters mm-hmm. for uh, 16,000. And I can make as much as maybe 40 or thereabouts. So the business uh, progressed and I started ordering about two Jerrycans, three, wow. and it became a thing in school. A thing I was doing in school. So you sold through, money to get through school. To get through school. I imagine that when you were still in school, you're also sending money back to your family because you're already making some money for yourself. Uh, siblings, not parents. You know, it was actually, family, yeah, 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 it's family. <laughs> so your siblings were dependent on you. They were. What's the age difference between you and your second and your third? Because I'm really curious. Um, two and a half. That's my the immediate brother yeah. of my two and a half years. Yeah. So okay. I think that's just the range. So were your brothers doing the same work as you? Were they hustling as well? Were they trying to support your mom and the rest of your siblings? They were. They were, they the were trying to. They were closer to you. Yes, they were trying to. They were also hawking. You were also hawking at the time you were in uni, right? I was in uni. No, the hawking stopped. In 2004, in 2004, mm. so they engaged into some other things. Mm. One was selling phone accessory when he, when, whenever he comes back from school. Mm. So he, he, he goes around selling the phone accessory. It's more of hawking as well. Still hawking. So that, he, that's you and two of your other siblings had to hawk yeah. to get ahead. Now, like in an ideal society, a six year old, a seven year old would never. Shouldn't hawk. Shouldn't hawk, right? Who do you blame? Do you think you blame your parents or the government or your society? Who do you blame? Do you blame Nigeria? Because I assume that a six-year-old would go through life thinking that there are other six-year-olds. Maybe even when you watch TV, you will see that level of privilege that other kids have. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Do you just sometimes sit down and say, yeah, I feel why like, me? Why me? Oh, this yeah. Nigeria, is it Nigeria? Is it my father who's not doing right? Because you said you started asking questions at some setting at SS1, right? Yes. So it means that you, you were also thinking about your life, exactly. seeing other people. How did you feel? I think uh, um, uh, the bulk of the blames should still go back to the government. Right. Okay, let's look at this. My dad being a policeman and earning that uh, minute amount of money mm-hmm. You know, I told you, he also has his own uh, uh, part of the blame. Um, if a uh, a government worker mm-hmm. is being paid away, I don't see any reason why people should yeah. uh, engage in hawking or doing some uh, minor jobs. Because, uh, well, from what I heard, normally like four of these uh, people's children should be given a scholarship. Yes. Yes. Scholarship, free health mm-hmm. uh, uh, services, and you can see all this are not available. Oh, are you saying that as a policeman, you're entitled to... You are supposed to. Scholarships for your children. For your children. Healthcare. You are do, supposed do they to. also provide housing for you? There's supposed to be housing, but there is... You, you live in the barracks. Maybe once ever, but we packed out because it wasn't conducive. Yeah, totally conducive. You can see the roof leaking, yes. dilapidated buildings mm-hmm. all around. So it's not just see the government hasn't done. They they have they have they, they are not just doing fine. They are not doing what is expected of them. 
for the force. Yeah, for the force. For the force. So he eventually retired in 2016. He retired in 2016. And um I don't want to go that way. I don't want to go that way. But all I would just say is Hawking has actually uh, helped a lot of people. Because looking back uh in uh, OAU, yeah. I I wasn't the, actually the only one doing the hawking. I've seen other people selling recharge cards. Do you hawk in OAU too? Yeah, the honey was in OAU. Were you hawking the honey? Abi, you were selling it from room to room. This is what I do. When I'm going to library, because I if you have seen OAU library is is a very large I imagine uh, yeah. building. So you have uh, over how many thousands uh, people entering that mm. library? So I will pack my books in a part of the bag, then honey, about maybe 15 bottles. So we are where I'm going. I will supply to the uh, member of uh, 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 the staff there, yeah. supply them, then after which I'll go to where I will study. Will study what for were you studying at the time? You said? What at course were you uh, uh, Language. Language, I studied right. language there. Right. And um, one other thing that actually gave me a, a nightmare was that after walking, I'll be very tired. Studying will not even be to you, a yeah. thing to go by. So it affected my academics a lot because I was I able to make the money. I sell today on credit, month end, I'll go around again. So this actually. But this took, one thousand so. I'm telling you, this took uh, a large part so, of my time. Uh, yeah. So the time for studies wasn't there. So it's only when exam or test come that I apply for a degree that approach and you know yeah, that kind of thing. Uh. I can relate. So. So sorry. Um. You literally had to hustle your way through school. So if you were not selling those holidays, you probably cannot pay for your. I, I don't think I, would, I don't think so. And I mean, public schools were a bit cheaper, cheaper. Let's yeah, use that word, right? But even in public schools, you have to pay for your hostel. You have to, cause I had people, I was in a hostel till I finished uni, like, right? I left hostel. Oh, you were staying outside? As uh, after year two, I left hostel. So you had to pay the rent for that place you were through staying the business. in. Through the business. You had to also sort out your books. Exactly. Your siblings as well. Exactly. From that same money. Did you have, I mean, I'm sure that you probably you have graduated now, so yeah. we are good. But what were exams like for you? Were you failing at some point? Uh, I, while I was in OE, I think I had two carryovers. I had two carryovers, one in my year two. That was philosophy. Mm-hmm. I know. Philosophy, I actually failed it a bit. Philosophy. But it wasn't the carryover course because... I don't understand philosophy. Let's move on from that. <laughs> philosophy. So I I took it again in my year three and I passed it. Yeah. Yeah. So the other one was after I finished, I came back again mm. to rewrite a particular language course. Yeah. So I think it's still, it was still boils down to the business. The business really took my time and okay. it affected my education a lot. I was, let me say, I was just within average when I was in school. Yeah. But I know within myself that if I have been able to invest more time, just like, mm. I was just going through my phone, 
trying to see people I schooled with as yeah. I did. Some it was in my set that they broke that um um uh what do I call it now? You know, the last time we had first class mm. in my sets, in my department rather, was in ninety I think about uh, whether ninety-one or thereabouts, thirty years after was when in my sets two people broke that uh, um, in the language department, language department. Yes, there was no first class for thirty years. For thirty years, <laughs> Nigerian lecturers think that the, the fact that they don't have first class it shows that what's that? So this set of students actually helped me a lot. Whatever the mm. I I I am I'm unable to grasp during the lecture, you. so I just moved to them. The were they your only. friends? They didn't know that you had to go through this to yeah. be in school. Sure. So they know that you were hustling and struggling. They do. So they'll just help you through. They, they were there other students like you that? had the same struggle that all of you just knew that you guys had to hustle. Did they become your friends? Yeah. Did you have pals that you started, relationships that started forming because they were like you? Who, I mean, they wanted to be in school regardless. Uh, I don't get, I, uh, let me okay, get so I'm, imagine that the other people who were like you were finding, taking themselves through school by doing like work, manual jobs. Okay, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. sure. stuff. Sure, sure. Were there people that you became friends with because they had the same story as you. Yes. Were you guys encouraging yourself? How? I mean, we did, we did, we did. I know of one, uh, is an undo, uh, person. Mm-hmm. Um, what he does is any little break, he runs back home to go and do this many a job. He's into palm oil. Palm yeah. oil, yeah. So he goes back to the bush. Um, climb the palm tree, bring down the, uh, uh, the palm fruit there to process into oil. Then out of the, uh, uh, what's got the final product of the, mm. whatever he comes back to the school with is, he would have sold some over there. And that's what he used in Fendi for I also met one in my service year. Um, he school at Kogi, Kogi State uh, Polytechnic. What that one does is he will live two weeks. Then come down to Lagos, hawk drinks. So whatever it makes in, in traffic, this, in traffic. So whatever it makes within two weeks, that will last him for a semester. Are you saying some of the people that actually hawk in this traffic, they're probably in school? I'm telling China. you, yes, yes. Some of them are students who fend for themselves. How, how much money can you make in traffic from hawking to fend for yourself? Because I imagine, like, even the profits. I don't know about business, but I know that the profit margin is just very tiny. Because if you're selling maybe one soda for a hundred naira, how much do you make? How much more do you have to sell to break even? Like, I'm really... I think turnover is what matters most. Yes. How fast you're able to sell will determine what you make. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, I I drive on Uber platform right now. Yeah. I was fortunate to to interrogate one which, uh, of which I helped sometimes ago. Yeah. So I asked him, that's what sells chips. Yeah. I asked him, how much do you make from this? He said 18,000 daily as profit, not capital. Eh? Yes. He said 18,000. How said, many chips do you have to sell? You know, if you have seen any of them, they will show that the chips. So some of them can finish that mountain of chips, you see, in the in space of traffic. hours. Yeah, in the space of hours. Okay, you do sometimes I don't realize how many people pass through that road. That's what you don't understand. And that's it, another industry on its own. If there's no traffic in Lagos, some people will not eat. Some people will not eat, I'm telling you. In fact, the rate of people that would die 
will be more than those who will be. But they are, that, what they sell there is not for them alone. It's for them and their family. Uh, and some of them have to return money. I heard there's, there's a whole association. Where I heard of that, but I don't know if they... Because you never hooked in, you never love hooked in Lagos, have you? I didn't hook in Lagos. I heard there's a whole association where you take the goods from the people, you have to go and return the money. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen people like that. I've seen people like that. They go to the wholesaler, mm-hmm. then after selling... Then they, they return. No, this one's safe. I say even if, if you're not registered with the people, the okay, you can go those routes, like the different routes for like people who control. So all those hawking that you're seeing, those people are going to settle people, or they have to like return all the. I've proceeds. heard of it too, but I've not really made my findings. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've not really made. So if it makes eighteen thousand a day, technically it makes. In thirty days, please do me the calculation. <laughs> because some people, so look, some of these guys earn more than. An office worker. Office workers. Sure. Sure. But it's five hundred and forty thousand naira in profits. In the month. Hey, let's say I go hawk. There's more than hawk. But just that is energy taking. Like you, you need you need energy. Running. Yes, you have to run. You can imagine me loading. Okay, this is what I do. I'll load about um, um twenty bottles in my bag. The one at the back. Then I'll load another one ten in my hand carrying it by the time I get to where I'm going to my my hand will be aching me my back mm. I'm tired already you get because I've been used to this right from childhood so I wasn't really at night I won't feel much just, I would just be weak yes. and in the morning if an ordinary person should try it I can bet it the person will no. feel that pain for longer yeah for some time before the person will recover from it so it's not as if hawking is easy mm-hmm. but situation push people into it it's more energy taking than mm. you know thinking and so there's money there that's all I can say there's money there there's money like so <sighs> my my own thing is that if if for example there's a ban on hawkers in, in in Lagos right it means that those people will be displaced right they probably will not have jobs to do they cannot find stores to go and see them because it's not the same frequency of sales that you have when you are stationed in one place as opposed to you being in the face of the customer and trying to sell your goods because some people don't even know that they need chips until they're in traffic exactly exactly and the thing there is I feel I'm just thinking through the yeah. uh, a lot of people don't want to steal exactly it gets for me it has never come across my mind that I should go stealing or robbing or being harmed but I feel if uh, some of these people are deprived from hawking they will revert into just stealing sorry at that age where you're seven and you're hawking and you, you, you even get get into union you're still hawking do you, does your hardship face you to the point where you consider robbing or being a thief or going somewhere to steal because you have gone through life and you're just thinking that if you don't probably steal, you cannot get your next meal. Uh, I never thought of that. Maybe because of my background. Like yeah. I told you earlier, I, at a point in time, I lived with a reverend father. So yeah. that never so always got upright. across my mind. Yes. But would you agree that some people, that the way the frustration gets to some people, I, you will not judge them if they, they steal? I won't for me. For if, 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 if you heard that somebody was caught stealing, and 
they uh, explain their background would you be shocked so, i mean would you would you think oh this one is a thief why did why, why did didn't they go and walk or would you just empathize with them knowing that these people are probably going through something and that's why they had to steal um let's be honest about this uh, stealing is not a good idea yeah because there are other better things to do rather than stealing i feel stealing is even more difficult than Abuse. I mean, doing some other things. <laughs> yeah. Because when you steal, you deprive some people from happiness. Yeah. You make some people go sudden. And mm. so I feel stealing shouldn't be an option. Why not everyone can reason this way? Yes. Why no? Some of these people are hawking. Mm. Might not have other ways of making money. They might yeah. not have other way of thinking yeah. on how to make money. Mm. So they would rather revert into stealing, stealing. And I just feel. So, but, so it, this shows that it's more about the person than is the situation, right? Because you had the op- if you're, you're young, you could have easily been influenced by other people exactly. who decided to steal, steal or yes, and I would have seen it as not being bad. Yes, I mean because the country did not leave you options, your parents did not leave you options, right? You could have easily said that you know what, I'm going to pick up a gun or an arm to go and rob people of their money, and but you decided to push and. Yeah. So it's more about your upbringing than it's about the situation for you. Yeah. Yes. 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 Let me put it that way. That Mm. is it. It's about upbringing. Let's talk about life after school. Okay. So once you graduated, what was your reality? Yeah. Um, one thing about uh, living within campus, Mm. I think is, uh, living on campus, it's, it's, it's like a mirage. You know, <laughs> campus with the CV, it, yeah, it did though. Yeah. It did. Let me give you my own story, Sharp. So when I got into Unilag, right, I, when I moved to Lagos, I did not have any family members in Lagos, right. Okay. So we couldn't stay hostel. I was in Jaja my first year okay. of Unilag. So that hostel was the only house that I knew, right. So when there's holiday, they used to open it sometimes. When there's no holiday, they will, when they don't want us to stay in the hostel, they will close it. We can go to our friends. Mm-hmm. But when sure I so. finished Unilag, I realized I didn't have any family member here. Hmm. I didn't have any house. That's when the thing that don't don't that Unilag has been saving me for the last four years. Because if you pay for your hostel fee, you go to school, it will not disturb you. you. But now you now have to deal with like rent and the reality of life. And also, you are away from school now. So your own target audience your market i don't know were you still connecting with them could you still sell honey to them yes i you know i told you i left uh in my year two i left campus in my year two and during that period yes i was able to connect with them mm-hmm. I was able, but at a point in time uh between that my year one and two i think there was a serious strike we all asked to go home mm. You know, you have no option. Once they deploy security into you yeah. say you have to leave. So at that point in time, everything will be cut short. After your year one? After my year one. Wait, was, you got into school when? 2012. So was it the same strike that affected us, affected you? Because I That's, was okay, Jonathan six era. months. Yes. Yeah, it affected me. That's also. the one they wanted to chase us from the hostel now. Exactly. But they chased you guys from the hostel. They, you know, this is it. They chased everyone. But the whole way I reside mm. is our home. Mm-hmm. we have rugged people stubborn people there that if everything is affecting every other person it will, today, not, it will not come there because mm. the, there's this unity there mm. 
So we were there. We camped in some of the places there, but I don't think it's like that anymore. There's no like because that year I remember that I also dealt with the strike, but I was in diploma, right? Okay. So we had even finished way before the UME guys had finished. So okay. when the strike happened, I had already done my one year of diploma, so I was ready for the next year. So I even had longer time to wait, right? And I didn't want to go back to worry. I remember that. We literally fought to stay in that jaja. They just they allow Osha, the bossa, they knew us, they understood the situation. I'd explained to the woman that, you know what, my family is not here. And I was chasing the career. I remember that I already had a job with them techno and the Miyaya as an assistant. So I needed a place to stay whilst all of that was happening. And they let us stay because, I mean, we begged them, but I remember that a lot of people had to go home and it wasn't even funny because some people, they had their lives in Unilag. Where in Jaja? I stayed in, my room was B109. Okay. That's a legendary room. If you're in B109 in Jaja, that was my room. It was, it was, it, it, because, an interesting uh, mm. the Jaja you mentioned uh, actually, it, it's actually making me to connect, uh, the, my, New life in Lagos. Mm. Yeah, after I left campus, I actually have a friend who runs a restaurant in Ibadan. Mm. So, if, even before I completed my years of uh, studies in uh, uh, Ife, mm. I used to live there, then move to him, work, maybe weekend. When I'm going back, you know, I will still get some things. You work with him at the restaurants in Ibadan? At the restaurants. Oh. He runs the restaurants. So, after school... You didn't move to Lagos immediately. I didn't move to Lagos immediately. I I was there for two years. You were in, in fact, I've, 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 yeah, for me, fair, as of 2015, I was always going to Ibadan weekend. Mm-hmm. I would go there, then leave on Monday morning. I would go there, work with him, do the cooking. Oh, you, you were cooking with him? Yeah, we were cooking. Oh, you had learned how to cook. I, you well, learned I, to cook. I, no, being the first child at all, <sighs> I do cooking as well for everyone to eat. And so it's been a bro. You know, I always tell people that I I became an adult at fifteen. I left home at fifteen, but you had to be an adult <laughs> at eight nine. I imagine by eight nine you could already cook food for your sure, younger siblings. I cook any kind of food. Pound yam, do this. I was because so that that didn't actually give me um, any stress you... cooking to sell. Oh, right. Because, yeah. So I joined him. We cook. We run a restaurant there. In fact, two branches. So what did they cook? Uh, rice, mussel food. You know, when I say mussel, whether semo, swallow, it just swallow generally. Who were your customers? Was it like a big restaurant? Was it like a fast? Okay, food? this is it's a fast food. Then the branch is actually attached to an A level school, right? Yes. So both students and the uh, passers by we come to them. So at the major restaurant, that one is located along the Awolowo. So people pass once they see the same place in Nibado. Sure. I will okay. know Bodija. Oh, Bodija. No, Bodija. Mm. So I was there with him not until 2017. So I left when my, my uh, fiancé persuaded me. Are you married now? Yeah, I'm married. I'm, wow. In fact, she's my first ever and since 205. If you dating since two or five, since two or five, then we got married in twenty seventeen. Ha! So all this time that you were going through all this, and she was with you. Yeah, she. She in fact, she already completed her education. She this was what happened. She finished um, NC. She mm-hmm. cause she you know as a female, you don't they want they don't really like staying at all. <laughs> <laughs> they look at it. <laughs> you know, she her secondary school. <laughs> she she proceeded to uh, NC. 
After she finished, she was teaching. Sorry, 2005, you're not going to school at the time. Afterwards? You just finished secondary school, what? 2005. 2005. I finished 2007. So she finished before you? We finished together. Okay. Though, originally, I was supposed to finish 2004, but because of the transfer of my dad, then, right. so we, it was affecting our education. We had to stop in a place that it should be moving. So that, right. so I missed about three or four years because of the transfer. So whenever, whenever he gets to, he cannot work with us because he's disturbing our flow. So your dad just never bends to their You know, he doesn't. Rims. He's a very stubborn, that, that in quotes. So he was very upright. He was very upright. So, so they say he has been stubborn. It's so funny how being an upright policeman would leave you in penury. That should be, that's what's expected of a policeman to be upright. To, to be upright. The yeah, I know to, what they will deal with you. So, him being upright throughout his career, it was a crime for made him. him. Prop- I assume that if I probably played ball, he probably would have rose in the ranks faster. Why not? Probably they demoted him at a point in time. Jesus Christ! Yes, he he retired as a, a senior inspector. That's wild. Inspector, they demoted him. I think twice or whatever. He just discovered they were paying him salary for sergeants for about a year. What happened? So when he made finally, he got to know that uh, somehow uh, one of his uh, Bosses planned it and they demoted him. So, yeah, because he didn't take bribes. Let me even tell you that scenario. There was this particular uh, young student who just bought a bike mm. yeah, to be doing Okada, yeah. the popular Okada, just to pay his tuition in, in the lorry. Mm. So, on this particular day, he rode through their roadblock and they stopped him because he doesn't have a plate number. Mm. So, he explained himself. They said no, that the bike must go to the So he ran to my dad and explained everything. So my dad was like, ah, you should see through this guy. This is a young man trying mm-hmm. to hustle. So why? So eventually he, he got into the case and he let the guy leave. So what got them angry was that he didn't collect B from the guy. That they would have shared. That they would have shared. That, so you let him go without receiving anything. So they, they were very angry and they reported him to... Yeah, okay. Okay. So after then, that was in 2010, or thereabouts, 2010, 2011. So he just discovered he was receiving salary lower than his rank. What happened? So he told me, and it was what we had to live with. No one to run to. So we did, did you, you at any point question your dad's moral uprightness? Like, can't you just play ball with these guys and let us live our best life? At least if you are collecting small, small bribe from the streets. Go use that they buy food, they buy little uh, things. You know, always have change in his hands too. Like I told you, I the background in which I grew, uh, uh, was raised. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was raised from it would not even make me reason along that route. So I he, felt he was doing the right thing. Mm. So he and he vowed. He said none of his child would join police as a recruit. That if he had joined, yeah, that if he had joined. As uh, maybe a degree holder, mm. that I, he does not think he will go through this suffering. So, oh, sorry, it's easier for you to rise in the ranks when you are with a degree in police force. Yes. What yeah. makes it different from if you're done as a regular sergeant? What experience do you need to have? Do you need to be educated to actually cross <laughs> into spaces where you? I mean, like the people that start on the road, are they the ones that are uniducated? Um, yeah, yeah, because he finished as a primary holder. Right. Yeah, so they will be the one to do the dirty job. You get right. receiving the last order, do this, do that. So he will always obey if it's not right. Yes, I mean disobey rather. 
when it's not right, mm. when those such kind of order is passed to them, yeah, he will opt out. This I am not doing. So, so that, that particular guy, he, he he turned against everyone and said, "No, this will not happen. This will not happen." So he let him go and mm. he paid he paid dearly for it. He was demoted. He tried all possible best. He traveled to Abuja, went to Ilorin quarter. There was nothing. So he had to write, go for another course. I think after about two years, mm. he went for another course and he retained it again. And he retired without the inspector. So he was an inspector before he retired. What yeah. rank is that in, in terms of like the police hierarchy? Hierarchy. I can't. Is, I can't it, is, it, is it a good rank? It's not a good rank. He finished as an inspector. What are the ranks that attract decent salary, for example? Uh, I'm, I won't be able to tell because I'm not yeah, in the, the I'm not really deep in the mm. force. Like, like I told you, he, he didn't actually live with us. So it was more of a distance father yeah. who comes home maybe once in blue moon yeah. and goes back. But do you think he was present to your life even with the distance? Was he trying to be part of your lives? Was he trying to make opportunities mm. from efforts anyway? Yes, he was mm. trying. And that was why I said he would go back to the farm. Mm-hmm. and work. It taught me a lot of things about farming. And as I'm talking to you, uh, what I'm doing right now, if I'm able to get through it, I will go back to farm, but in a mechanized way, mm. not what he was doing. Because he was actually putting, my dad can work from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. At the farm? Yes. So he would take us along. We would be chasing monkey. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah, so he will be cultivating, we will be chasing monkey, not to destroy the corn. Ooh, yeah. yeah, so we'll be dead when it's dark. You know, once it's dark, they will also come. Oh, the monkey. So we have to go early in, in the morning around six before it's done, mm. so that the monkey also will know that the presence of uh, human, human beings, beings in the zone. Yeah, so it was actually making efforts to make sure that because the salary was nothing to go by. The farm, the farm money, the money from the farm, was it enough for you guys to do anything? Yes, we sold some of the proceeds and we consumed some of the proceeds. Some of the proceeds. Mm. The oranges, <clears throat> I don't just know how the oranges came mm-hmm. about, but I just know I hooked it. And that has to do with my mom. But for mangoes and cashew mm. and some other fruit like that, there's still one other fruit like that which I can't really remember. Uh, I think cherry too. Yeah, cherry. Mm. You see, whenever it's fruit season, you always find me in the bush going with friends. You also plant some fruits as well. No, I didn't plant fruits. Just the plant. You, know, you know, you have fruits in the forests all mm. around. Yeah, so you just go into the forest and pluck. So all the fruits that you sold were just fruits that you went to pluck yourself? Pluck myself. Well, did you have targets that you used to miss? Like, when you go to sell the fruits, would this, some go bad and you would not end up not... Uh, at that age, I wasn't thinking of targets. I just know I want to exchange goods for money. Yeah. And I know that mo- that money will be used for something that we really need at In home. the house. Yeah. So did you used to sell out all your products? Did yeah. You- I'll make sure I sell everything. I walk many miles just to sell them. Well, you used to go and stand in traffic at the time. No, 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 no. No, not traffic. But uh, back, the, the, this was in Quarastis. Mm. I don't think you really experienced much, as traffic, much as yeah. you have in this part with Badon and Lagos. I don't think you will. What are the what are the health conditions that you can probably I mean or what are the he- health hazards of hawking? Because you're under the sun every time you are you are exerting yourself. I mean, even you mentioned that even the 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 people that are hawking Lagos 
have to use a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. Do they fall sick sometimes? Do they, do people even die from mysterious, do they, I, I know that sometimes some hit and run drivers can hit some hookers down. And, okay. What are the things that okay. you see? If you're uh, talking about uh, health hazard, for me, I, I know my gene. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm a very strong person. Yeah. In fact, at times I would have, um, um, blamed some people or feel bad about how they work. Not until when I realize who I am that no, they cannot always mm-hmm. look like me. My, I don't forsake any here. I'm just this worker only kind of person. I can work from morning to night and I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. But during hockey, I think I was knocked down by a vehicle. Yes, I was rushed to hospital. I was, that, I was walking my mind then. You still walk my mind? I walked my so mind. I, stop. So you go get, you go, go collect beans. No, my mom did that. Oh, right. So after preparing, I will hawk it. So your mom now joined. So yeah. your mom let, was the one sending you guys out to hawk or she just realized that you guys were doing this so much, started to support you and also push the business. No, hawking uh, uh, those fruits was a decision that you took. That I took. Looking at the situation in the family, you get. So I said, okay, if I put, uh, mm. this into place, we should have money to spend mm. at home. You know, some of this, uh, part of the profit I make, she will buy me Sanda, you know, Kito of those days. I don't know if anyone put on Kito here. Yeah, Kito. Yeah, right, and Kito. I'll be very happy going to school with Kito, mm. then school bag, and, you know, then I'll still have some change while going to school to buy well, things. She should, give you, she should give you the money, some she of the money that you pass, made. Yeah, okay. She used to buy stuff for you and your yeah. siblings. So the way we were raised then, if a visitor gives you money, everything yeah. should go back to your parents. Yeah. Then you don't spend a dime. You go back. To your the visitors used to give you money that time. You know, when you see a visitor coming back from a journey, you yeah. rush and help them carry the yeah. bag. So even when your parents are not aware that you helped somebody, you when the money comes, just feel, oh, you have people at home. Let's take it home so that... So that's how can. you were raised. Yeah. We, we, your your mom, was she very strict with you guys about like discipline and she was, what she'd be doing? She, so, she regardless was of how broke you guys were at the time, yeah, she, was a she was still instilling her. She wow. Was, she was. And your dad was also a policeman too. Was a policeman. Was he a Christian? Was he one of those religious people who said, you know what, I have to do things by the book? And My dad, yes, my dad is... In my dad reads the Bible a lot. He will tell mm. you that he believes in God, that he does not like putting his hand. You know, he, he told me something. He said, okay, let me put it this way. I don't, we, we've not gone home because his dad, mm. um, his dad is actually an abalist, a top ranked abalist. Wow. And he is also the firstborn. So he is expected to take over from, over his, from his dad. So he refused to go home to take mm-hmm. up that position. So, he said something to us that uh, um, he is also first of seven. Mm-hmm. All the siblings died. He is the only survivor. So, he said, huh? he said because that he feels because his dad has descended into something. That's why. So, that they are fighting back. And so, he said he does not want to dip his hand into anything bad because he knows it will affect us. So he decided not to go into anything that will affect us. Not none of us has ever been hospitalized mm. to this age. So God has just been taking care of yes. all of you. And I feel maybe it's still part of what he said that he doesn't want to that he can mm. he can actually skate through if he does anything bad. But 
you will, that we will not. So you consider your father a good man? He just doesn't have the means to take care of all of you. The yes, way my my dad is a good man, but I feel he didn't actually plan way. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't plan way. I mean, in terms of like the amount of kids that he had, or yes, quite questioning. And I, I, I would actually like to tell you that that makes me very angry. I have a child who will be who will be five years old on twenty second of this month as well. Wow. Congratulations. And she's, and she's the only one. Because you, you understand the you struggle. You understand now. the struggle. So I feel of what essence is them having many children. And not being able to take care of them. And not being able to take care of them. So I learned from him. Mm. I learned from him. But do you really blame them? Like there are times with that their own times, I think it was different. I think in those days, you they didn't really know that you needed to like you could get married and not have much. They've taught children as blessings, mm, right? Yes, that's what I think. But if, I still feel, if you are giving birth to children, are you not thinking on how to raise them as yes, well? Yes, yes. Or do you feel they should also uh, tow your path? Mm. They should be greater than you are. Yeah. That should be the utmost uh, priority. Also, so, you have to bring children into the world where you at least give them a level feel, like help them to some extent, right? Yeah, so that they I mean, imagine if your father could have just sent you to school and you didn't have to walk, you probably would have had more options. Exactly. Exactly. I would have, I wouldn't be where I am. Today, as I'm talking to you, I am stagnant because I can't move forward. I have siblings. Yes, let's talk about that. So, when I'm making money, I'm expected to invest the money into some other things. Mm -hmm. But before you know, other problems will come into place and... You know, you have to send money. This one will call from school. I need money. Mm. At times, my mom will even call. Yes. In fact, I have spent more eh? <laughs> on them than your actual family. You know, what I make, I don't think I spent 5% on myself and my immediate family. Mm. That's always been my siblings. And hey, we didn't do since you were seven, eight. Let's talk about how Nigerian parents or how we the firstborns have to raise the rest of the family. It feels like you're a third parent, right? So you're training your other siblings. Because I'm not saying that, my mom does, has not left her whole her children for me, obviously. But I know that being a firstborn, there's so much responsibility on me to actually take care of my younger ones. My brother has moved in with me. I mean, well, not, my background is still December. You could tell, you can tell that I'm responsible for a lot of things right now because of my position and... Do you think that Nigerian parents can give cut their children some slack? Right? By not pressuring them. Because sometimes you find out that some of the firstborns are, are working so hard to train the rest of the kids. Some of them don't have robust lives like the like the other siblings. The last ones will probably come and yes, it's good, good, good yeah. things. Their siblings have hustled. I even know of some people who stopped school so that the rest of their siblings can go to school so they can hustle. That that's a different conversation that we need. So how do how do you feel sometimes when you know that you need to use some certain money for investments or your family, but you are so used to being a caretaker or you're so used to being the breadwinner that you cannot even apply those funds to your own life? How do you feel sometimes? Um, I just feel that one day it will end. When? That's what I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I swear. But, but I feel I feel it's uh, there's this nudge within me that. A day will come that something mm. will change. There will be a turnaround. Yes, of course. I've just always been feeling the nudge mm. that a day will come, things will turn around. And the other 
part I've been looking into is that, okay, if I'm able to raise them through university, I think in the next mm. five years or four years, I should be through, I should have gone through all this and yeah. everything should, I mean, have... Um, I mean, by, by the time they're all out of school, they should be able to fend for themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's not stressful, though. One will finish next year. Yeah. The other one will finish in two years. She's in 300 levels now. She's going to 500 levels. So, 300 levels now. So, in next two, three years, I think I should be through with... But is it... Yeah, I daughter. You know what's even funny? <laughs> it's not exhausting. Because I even have... My get man, right? Takes his salary. So, when I... When we started working together, he just ends his normal salary, right? I realized that he wanted to do more work for me, like clean my house. Because he needs more money. Because I just give him normal money before. But he now told me his reality. He has family backing. If the mother sneezes, not him, they go call. Like, exactly. He's like the third born from eight or so. You mean the first two, he said they are not so buoyant. So he does from this is get man work. He goes, he send money to his family, right? So yes. when I realized that this was a problem, and I started paying him to More. clean, yeah. right? So he just clean, wash my car. So I started paying him like almost his salary so that he has a lot of money. But even with that new money that he started earning, you find out that before the end of the month, he's already broke because they've asked him for money. One other thing I think, uh, um, I realized about family, I think problems will never end. It will never. Now, this is what I've, I've, uh, Try to put it into place. Mm. If you ask me for ten thousand, if I give you that ten thousand, you probably ask for more next time. Yes. So even if I have it, I'll rather delay it more. (laughs) Yes, that's why that is the new thing I've started now. Yeah. Because it's telling on me as well. And they will keep coming. They They will keep keep coming. You love family, but family is ready to collect from you. And and it's so painful that they don't care about how your own life is. Who would you run back to when you don't have? I've told my gate man that if you if you stop if you lose this job today, the family will survive. There was that's what they That's why I'm happy me. about my family. My mother, my grandmother, they understand that I'm on the I'm coming up and so my granny or my mother, I I take my own time to say no, I'm giving them this amount or there's no pressure. When I say I, I don't have, have, don't have. the hands of and they're not asking me because there's no other source or anything. They're asking me is because, I mean, I've started doing it and it's just going to help the family a bit, right? Because I have other siblings. But there's some people who you are their only option. Right now, I think that some for, for some of your siblings, you're the only option. Exactly. It's exhausting, I know. I can imagine because I, I know when it's what it is for you to work so hard and have other people just take. But do you ever say no? When, when do you say no? How can you start saying no? Where will you start saying no? Because if you have a daughter who's five now, before you know she's in secondary school again, you're in the same cycle of debt. You never really make enough money to reinvest and do other things because your family members are always going to be there. Exactly. Um, you know, there is this, uh, um, this uh, blood connectivity. Yes. Even when you say no, your heart will break you. You'll be like, how would they survive? Yeah. How would they survive? Because the way they will even table it, hmm. you will see reality in what they are saying. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you will still be forced to send. But I've tried to make up my mind now. In, mm. No, I've not really started. Mm-hmm. But that is what I've done. Mm. That, okay, if they're asking for this. Because I have one of them. She's always collecting money every week. 
because she's into science courses that where yeah. they do practical and that is so I told her something I said come you can't be living a flamboyant life why I am this committed to you because I don't want you to, to go through what I went through in school mm. so uh, I will be sending money but not as much as expected yes so yes. try to cut your um, spendings mm. cut them there are some uh, irre- irrelevant things like clothings you wear clothes I told her, you wear clothes later if yes. it's about the yes. latest you yes. wear it later you just focus on what you are doing yeah. get the primary yeah. needs yeah. not fashion yeah. for now so I try to cut mm. the expenses from that aspect and do they do they do any like work in school did they I mean you had to sell and do stuff in school did they work in school did they get my siblings yeah do they have business yes, that they do on the yes. side to support themselves yes uh for the female one i she learned sewing as uh, sewing. sewing yeah this uh fashion design yeah so i was able to to pay for her, her tools that is mm-hmm. the machine and some other things mm-hmm. i bought for her one or that one learned how to sew bag as well let that work yeah let that work in school and she's in school too. She's not yet in school. Mm. She's still writing Jabba's way. Wow. Into Unilag. And that's written, on you. She has, yeah, I mean, she has written two. She, she's going to write the third one. Not that. Sorry, Mr. Imoko. Are you saying that for every sibling that's trying to move on to their next level, they come to you as brother, please give me Mono. this. Are you saying that as you leave this place, that one of your siblings can call you randomly because they're in a fix and you have to give them in fact, <laughs> how does your wife? What does your wife think about this? Ah, uh, she's been very wonderful. I think when she completed her service too, you know, I have to cater for. She 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 makes shoes, mm. footwear. I have to also sponsor her, just like I've been doing in uh, in learning how to make these footwear. I'll mm. drive her down to Moshin. Then in the evening, I'll pick her again. Just the same thing. Just want to also be independent. Yes. So I try to invest in her aspect too, so that she can cater for some of her needs mm-hmm. as well. Then in other way, I can also still gather whatever I have and give to her. As I'm fending for those ones, I'm still trying to... Is it from this, your salary? Is this your Uber money? Yes. Though, this is it. When my dad uh, uh, retired, I got part of his gratuity to buy a vehicle. Right. So when I discovered the the request was intense, they were really appreciating uh, uh, whatever I sent. Mm. I sold the vehicle and gave it back to give the money back to him. Oh, so so wait, sorry. The the gratuity money you took it. I took part of it. Car, I bought the car. You started like, doing the Uber. Yes, my intention was to to invest all the money into Uber. To oh, buy so to buy two or three vehicles, so you can give them back. So that yes, yeah, so I'll manage it. Then from there, I'll be able, it will be very easy for me to. Because I already know the nitty gritty of the business. Yeah. So I'll be able to help him out of the situation because I know he, he doesn't really have a, a much clue about business. Yes. So I haven't gone through business life in school and some other places. I was I was going to say that. Sorry, to continue. I was going to say when you were saying that you were going through school and 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 doing the business. Can you say that the 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 knowledge that you got from running the honey business yes, informed me. part of what you're doing right exactly. now? Exactly. So that it was more schooling for you than actually even the languages that you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can imagine. So you're a shrewd businessman now. I am. I am. So he he didn't see through my vision. 
So he only gave me part of the vehicle's money. So mm. in fact, I had to work to complete the money. Money and the pressure was so much, and I had to settle a lot of bills at home. In fact, I was gathering money to help in the major projects. The money I gathered, they got to carry everything and give it to them again. So they weren't really appreciating it. Because they gave you money, obviously. They you get. That, so so, I, so uh, my wife didn't, was not in support of collecting the money yeah. initially. So she said I should sell the vehicle and give it to them. They will appreciate whatever I give to them after then. After I sell the vehicle. Yeah, because you know it does to them after mm. that. So now it is whatever I give. Mm. They will know that at least it is coming from your pocket from my pocket not because that's what that, that particular one it's it's actually seen as a, a family business oh the the uber that you were doing at the time. that I was doing then mm. because obviously i took the money from him so they were and returns. i yeah return and i and i i we, i told him i was going to commit myself into a particular project that he has always wanted which is house he wanted um, to buy a land. He wanted to invest the gratuity into. I said that money that if you that, that if you if you buy land, you want to build that. That money will not. Appreciate. How much? How much even paying? They paid him three point one for the gratuity, gratuity after thirty five years. Jesus Christ! Wait, wait. What year did they pay him this money? They paid him twenty seventeen. So that that means that he after that three point one, they paid him twenty eighteen. Don't they receive pension every year? Pension twenty five thousand naira. Every month? Every month. So how would that go? So I told him, I said, this morning, uh, see, if you build house, what would you be eating? I told him, I said, let's invest this money. Mm. Then the profits eh, can always spend for, yeah. yeah. Then we invest into some other things. So it wasn't seen through what I was saying. And I don't blame him because we've we've gone through different societies, different... So you have different lives. Life, yes. Yeah. So I have seen, I mean, he is older than I am. Yes, so what is used to is not what I... But you have the experience of life by literally training yourself and running yes. business. Yes. Yeah. So, I saw this and gave it to him. Right now, I am driving uh, a list to home <coughs> for 18 months. Yeah. And it's not actually easy. I know. This very one is a tough one. I, I don't forget anything out because... <laughs> Okay, so, so, sorry. You got into Uber immediately you finished uni, right? That was what I was trying to tell you that when I left Ibadan. uni, mm-hmm. I was with my friend. Okay. I was uh, working with him. So, my fancy as a then mm-hmm. advised me to come down to Lagos that there are a lot of opportunities. And was she already that, in Lagos? She was already in Lagos. She was born here in Lagos, but mm. always moving. But we school together. So, you met her in school? I met her in school. Like in uni? No, secondary school. Oh, she did secondary school in Lorry. In, yes, somewhere but in Kwara she was born and raised here. She, yeah, born, born here and was raised in. She started her primary school over there. She was moved down and yeah. school there. So I met her there in my SS2. Um, so we... People dated all the while that you... Were, it was even when we were about right now, like, it was even my friends, God, they, they noticed that we, we, we gelled together, we mm. studied together. They were like, are you guys, are you together? I said, no, we are just friends. I said, ah, you're just friends. Why not talk to her? And so why why you don't know say now your wife before? Why you don't know say you're supposed eh, to start? I just felt we we are we had this chemistry between us. Mm. We're always together. We but we've never It didn't cross your mind to ask her out. We've never exchanged any love for world and, Was it we always so focused on hustling and selling things that you was like, you know what? I know there's no time for women. No, now. no. At this period I was mm. still living with the rain father. Right. Guess, but uh I I couldn't and it wasn't it didn't actually cut across my mind that I should. Oh, I just felt 
Okay. Even your reverend father was part of the reason why you kept kept yourself. And, was it teaching you how to be? No, holy? no, 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 no. It didn't. Though I wanted being a monk. Ah! Not, not even your reverend father. Not even your reverend father. I I, I just love serenity. I wanted being in the forest. Yeah. And, so it's it's one. It's actually what made me to move down to where I am now. I just where, love, where do you live now? Uh, somewhere around Prayer City. <laughs> yeah, because I just I was living in Barika. Mm-hmm. It was too. I I, I didn't so grow. Rowdy, yeah, it's so rowdy. Mm-hmm. I live in my in mission house throughout my not when I left for university. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was in Ibadan back then, I I worked with a guy. We were together for a few years, two years. As of twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, late twenty seventeen, she advised me. It was a story you told me about uh, Uzum, uh What do you call it? Um, your hall. Jaja, Jaja, Jaja. So I moved. I, 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 yeah. When I moved down to Lagos, just to uh, spend some time, mm-hmm. she introduced me to her brother, and the brother was living in one of the staff quarters there, along high rising. I don't. I've forgotten what high rise for. Oh, you, she had a brother that was living in Unilag. Yes, studying pharmacy. Was high rises after? Um, Close to the before you get to high, front. yeah before you get to high rising those quarters oh I remember like, those quarters like Ozolua side Ozolua God bless you it was living Ozolua yeah living in one of the uh, 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 boys quarters there wow with some friends so I, I was he in Unilag too as a student or? he already completed this a uh, 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 course then mm-hmm. but he was working in school in within I think maybe in what's called last last week. Okay. So that was why he was working, always going and coming mm-hmm. and doing some other courses too. So I put up with him for a while. Then I moved back. So he promised he was going to search for a job for me yeah. in the pharmacy where he works. So he got one for me there. I eventually moved down to Lagos, to Lagos and from there, the pay wasn't good enough. At the pharmacy? At the pharmacy. What was the pharmacy? Somewhere around Onike. Yeah, at yeah. back of Unilag. What's the name of the pharmacy? Um, let me know. Just ah, uh, I probably know the pharmacy. That's you know it. Yeah, you know it. No, the man is actually very nice. Mm. It's very it's P box. I don't think I know. You, yeah, man, but the man is a very nice man. Mm. So, what they were paying me, looking at my background, I still need to make returns. You guess whichever way. <coughs> oh, for now your salary, you still need to send home. I still need to send home. I have to seek it out. Like, you know how expensive house rent can also be around. Yeah, the, the space, the space in time where you did not have a job. Whether there was any time where you were not doing anything that you were from not There earning. was never. I, I couldn't. I couldn't stop not doing anything. It's, in fact, it looks, but it, at the, at the point in time, it looks boring not doing anything. I feel bored. You know, when that corona set in, you, I almost died. You know, I would just move out, be, be, be walking aimlessly. You can't drive, you can't I can't drive, I would just be moving around. Because it wasn't part of me, I just have to do something. You're just used to hustling. Yes. I'm... Do you ever feel like sometimes you need to catch your breath because your entire life, you have just been hustling and moving. Sometimes, I personally, I just feel like, because I need to get rest. No, because I need to be successful so bad. Okay. Because I know that, well, I mean, I moved when I was 15, right? I've always been on my own moving. I'm, there's always an anxiety. I feel like I'm always anxious for the next step. What am I doing next? I cannot not be working. So I can relate to what you're saying, right? But was there ever a time where maybe you could not send money back then and they actually just calm down and focus on themselves or you've always been responsible for them? There was a time. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, I sold that vehicle. Mm-hmm. It took me five months to get your own money back. The the, the one I'm using using right now. Mm-hmm. So within this period, they were always still coming for me. But you already giving them the money. I already back. giving them the money, and I knew they would still come back. I know giving them money will not solve mm-hmm. the problem, but at least there will be a difference. Do you think they were unfair to you in some way, in terms of like their dependence? Yeah, I feel so. Like they just, even though they knew that you were not exactly making all the money in the world, me, they just kept putting the pressure on you. Let me tell you this, this is it. Uh, the money, like the one I told you I saved, I saved a whole lot of money mm. um, during that period of uh, two years ago. So I told them to invest in a particular business. But they were still not reasoning along my path. Mm. They squandered everything. And I just feel okay. I just have to live with this. Okay, so you, you, you saved up money. You gave to your family to invest in a business back at home. Even the one I sold, the car I sold, I said, okay, this is the money. You know, yeah. it looks like the last of it all. Mm-hmm. Invest it. Did you tell them what to invest it in? Did you advise I to- them? Yes, I told I told them. But so I don't know what they used the money for. Everything vanished. And they came back to you. They came Though he was able to purchase a, a few plots of land mm-hmm. and the remaining one, I don't know what he used it for. I told him, invest in this. He said uh, he was always, because he's still farming till now. Mm-hmm. He's still farming. So I told him, okay, in this, this is what you do, this farming. Okay, invest in, in this other part of kind of a uh, farming. Mm-hmm. And I know he is he, good at doing that. At the end of the day, I don't know how he did it. That's even got us quarreling for like three months. I was wearing good time with my dad. Mm. So it was of recent I reconciled with him. I just felt, okay, let me just, you see, your, your father is your father. You can't just stay away because of what has happened, because of money. So I get, I went back to him. I called him, stayed in his life over there. So, uh, they will always come back. So within that period, like five months, they were still coming. But how was I able to survive without this? I think integrity speaks for me. How uh, upright I've been. Mm-hmm. I've been able to meet up with uh, clients have now become my friends. Yep. So where, at times when I call them, they okay, this is what mm-hmm. I'm going through. Some will just say, okay, well, this is what I can help you with. Mm-hmm. So from that, I see... Even the one I went from back that to, money where you don't okay and do that show. Tell him that me. I was still. Yes. I wasn't really living for myself. That's what I'm exactly you know, what I'm, I'm saying. I, yeah. I would have done it. If I would know that. Even you should say when last you even buy clothes for yourself. Hmm. When last you even. I mean, it's something. You know, you are just living for them. But yeah. if I feel, I think it's not right. Yes. Because once you are not there, life continues. So this the reason I said I've made up my mind mm-hmm. not to go that extra my again yeah whatever you're able to send let them live with it so because they will survive regardless they'll survive because life has to go on yeah okay let's talk about you being an uber driver now that's okay. a different space from hawking and having to sell things or even cook okay tell me your experience as an uber driver what is it's a different space right exactly how was it transitioning from the guy who used to sell honey to make ends meet, to being an Uber driver. This is a new industry for you. Have Has it been for you so far? Okay, let me continue from where I saw. I haven't uh, uh, moved down to Lagos after mm-hmm. she invited me. So, from the job I secured in that pharmacy, I left because the money wasn't enough. So, somebody introduced me to Uber business. That 
that I can actually do I know how to drive I said no I've been driving for a while so okay. I I did everything needed and I got a car from a neighbor so I was doing return you doing what return like I I I I drive a week I pay the person the certain amount of money agreed upon so, so I know that Uber drivers have like different ways okay. that they engage okay, this is or it. they do their Uber driving. This is it. Uber is a company on its own. Mm-hmm. I don't have a car. You have a car. Mm-hmm. I will come to you as a driver. Okay, well, this is the car. Let's negotiate. I will be giving you a return of so so amount or you will tell me what you want to be taking. Mm-hmm. So if it's okay by me, I will agree. Yeah. Uh, on that particular time mm-hmm. then every week I pay you. So whatever I'm able to make after Uber must have taken their commission, I've been able to buy fuel and some other maintenance. Mm. I'll give the owner of the car. The amount that we agreed on for. Yeah, upon. Yeah. Then whatever that is left is mine. So because of that, I work a lot. In fact, I've driven 15 hours within Lagos before. I've driven 15 hours. I've driven 14 hours. I think averagely I drive non-stop. non-stop. After that 15 hours, how much would you probably make from that 15 hours? Ah, uh, um. Okay, let me see this way. It depends. Festive period, you make a lot. Okay. I think the festive period has started already. Yes. From now, you you make more. But once it's uh, January, everything will calm down. Mm. For the first uh, three months, again, break. You won't be able to make as much as you... Also, also. So the season determines the, fre- the frequency of rides that you... Exactly. Oh, right. like, yeah. So, for... Uh, uh, Someone who is driving on that platform, if I have to walk away, mm. after fueling, okay, let me say you make, um, if you are doing all the car, if you walk very well, mm. you can make as much as 70. A day? No, in a week. Okay. In a week. 70. If it's your car. If it's your car. After fueling and some other things. So you take out all the, all the fueling, maintenance, That's if you, Yeah, if you walk with that hours. But it's killing. You can't be doing that. So what I do is I do ten hours. Ten hours is fair. Mm-hmm. When you do ten hours, you can you can actually make profits of maybe about fifty thousand or mm-hmm. a bit lesser than that in a week mm-hmm. after foiling and uh, maintenance yeah. or some other. That's that if it's your thing. car. Yes, if it's your car. When I was driving that car, mm-hmm. I was able to real to realize about that in a week. So that's. So, so your father, you got money from him to buy a car initially. Yes. So when the pressure became too much, you had to give them back their car. Their car. Before I got that car, I was already driving for people. Mm. I've already driven for about three people before I got the money mm. from him. So after the pressure became too much, you I sent them back their money. Yes. And you sat, you had to go and hustle your own car. Yes. From so when you finally got person. your own car. Your family members started collecting your money from the car that you finally got when they had the opportunity to give you a car that will lead you to give them proceeds and give them money, right? Uh, this is it. I've just gotten a car now. Mm-hmm. And the siblings, it has, in fact, it has always been the sibling. They have always been the priority. Yeah. Because I want to say family members, I mean your siblings. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. Because my mom, my, my, my mom is always going through my siblings. So, uh, yeah, they always call on me for help. They always call on me for help. So, I still have to. 
Mm. And still do the remittance, the weekly remittance. So now you have a car that you're using, right? Yes, but not mine. It's not you collecting from somebody. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, in eighteen months, I'm able to pay within that space. How much is the car? It's two points. The uh, the value of the car is two point seven. Two point seven million. But if I'm going to pay on a weekly basis, I'm going to pay three point seven. Oh, because of the time, because frame, of the time frame, you have to repay uh, in eighteen months. So, so if I'm able to pay early enough, uh, in fact, what uh, what I'll pay might not even be up to three. Mm. Maybe maybe two point eight, two point nine. If I'm able to pay, if I have the money today, maybe I'm paying two point two point two point eight. Okay, so but but you you obviously don't have the full money, so you have okay. to remit money to them weekly. weekly. How like you set a price that you go to remit weekly? What if you don't? Come up with this price in a week. There's a clause there that if I don't, if I break uh, on the agreement twice, then they will take off the car from me. They will take the car from you, and whatever. Regardless of what you've been paying since, they will take it. So it's like it's it's very tricky. Yes. So you have to work I to pay to that car. Pay them. Whilst just to taking care of your family. Exactly. Exactly. So right now, I know what I'm into. I know there's no other way right now. Because obviously, I have thought of going to secure office job. I've gotten one of 100,000. I know it's not going to be enough. Never. So I felt, okay, I know about this business. Mm. You know, it is what you know about that you're going into. Yeah. That's what I know more about now. Other than the family I'm talking about. And the family is capital intensive, mm. not just any other family. Because mm. I have my own way of wanting to farm. So you you think that if you invested in farming, you make more money than you're doing from your yes dri- Uber driving now. Yes, I will make more money. So you probably I have to be less to land and start cultivating make land. Yes, not even uh, a crop farming will even be thirty percent. Other one will be stock livestock. Well, livestock. Yeah, livestock, fish free, uh, bed, mm. then the ruminants animals. Okay. So, so, are you saying at some point in if you can raise enough money, you will now diversify or start small parts of your business? But I know yeah. if I'm if I want to do it by myself, if mm. help is not coming, I have to start small. Yes, I have to start. Small. So that's part of the money that you're trying to raise. Yes, so that's that is my plan. And once I'm dumping this mm. uh, uh, money, I will raise. I will try raising money for the next. Let's go back to your siblings again, right? <laughs> Okay. So you, whilst you're trying to raise this money, you are paying for your um, weekly payment. Then your siblings are also there. Yes. Do you sometimes feel like if you didn't have all the pressure from your siblings, you'd probably be moving faster in life? Exactly. I I I I actually opened their eyes to it. I I let them realize that because of you, it's not as if I don't like doing masters. Mm. I told them, but if I should start, you people will be cut short. So let me suspend that or I will not even go through that way at all. Let me go, go into business fully. So all this sacrifice is mis- mostly for your family. For my family. Regardless of how the situation is, you think about your family first. Uh, yes. I have to. So when you so when you when you drive, like you drive at night and you sometimes you have to walk into the night, right? I didn't know like don't you have like fear of like Bad things happening at night, carrying the wrong passengers. Have you had experiences where you were almost getting in trouble, or you got you picked the wrong passenger, or some just some things just went south? Maybe uh, God has been very faithful to me, mm-hmm. and 
I will ever be grateful to him as well. You know, it's not as if I've not come across one. There is this woman I usually pick from um, VGC. Mm. She travels down to Ghana. Once it's 12 a.m., I will pick her to Mazamaza. On this particular night, while I was coming back, I saw another Uber driver who was having an issue with his car. So, uh, people were waving me down that I should please assist. I felt it's late already, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Mm. My spirit was saying, no, don't assist. Well, I said, well, I can be in this person's shoe as well. Let me ask you. Truly, he was having a problem. Mm. So, when I got there, I stopped and um, he came to me. He said, his car has been, he had a key starters, a problem. Mm. If I can help him pull the car away from that place because of those bad boys mm. so that they won't extort him. Mm. I said, okay, well, my mind is not uh, yielding to this, but because of who I am, let me just help you. So someone came to me too again that oh God, I beg no verse. I, I did yes since uh, my car, my key, my car fully finished, and my family did inside, not knowing that the guy was a scammer. That just please, that he swear with he swear with everything, with God, with everything that he has just uh, 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 get him uh, money so that he can just top up his fuel and leave that place. So how much I even collect for that trip? Five thousand naira. So I gave him. I said, well, this is all I have on me, but please, I'll be expecting it. It's not as if I cannot give you, but I don't have much. This is Oh, you're supposed to borrow him the money? Yes. I don't know him from Adam. Mm -hmm. So I gave him a thousand. He said, oh God, please, add one more. Hmm. Add one more. So, that is just where I gave him 2,000 naira. So, he left. And while he was conversing with me, the security there came with cutlass. They were like, what happened? What is going on? He said, no, everything is fine. So when he left, they were now like, what happened there? Why, what were you discussing with him? That some people usually come around and snatch people's phone or rob people. Mm. So I told them what happened. They said, ah, that guy, that, that is a scammer that we that are even working here. You know? So the guy brought out court class that, uh, that they need money from me now. That why? So they said that I, should, I must drop something. So they collected. What's all the security people at the bank or wherever? They... No, just normal. Like, do you know this? Uh, normal uh, people guiding trailers. Wow. So the many. So they were angry that you gave, gave them money, and they that have been working here, nobody is actually stretching hand to give them money. So, so they, they collected more money from the the remnants. Was so just because I wanted to help someone. So, they so you, you already helped that guy. Already gone or what? Well, no, we're just at the verge of towing the vehicle with my own Corolla. So, everything I actually worked for that day, everything. So, everything you worked for that day had gone for, to? For that particular uh, trip. Because I usually leave home to go and pick her that period. Mm. So, everything. So, people are not like, in Lagos, you don't stop to help people. Yes. Uh, it's sad, but it is what it is. Like So, it's my first experience and I think I have not had any other one after then. So, if, if there's any robbery, mm. it's either I've left the place mm. or they finish robbing before yeah. I get there. So that's as thank God for you. Yeah, yeah, I've never experienced. So if I'm picking, I I try to monitor where I'm going to. Mm -hmm. I'll ask, uh, how many are you? You once it once it though I stopped working at night. My wife does yeah. not like it. Mm -hmm. Once it's eight, she'll be bombarding me with calls. She doesn't want me to work because so, she doesn't want you to feel unsafe. Or yeah, she doesn't want me to just mm -hmm. be harmed. Well, how is she though? Is she supporting you and your yeah? She's, she's supporting she's, yourself. Yes, I told you she she's now she does footwear mm. any kind. Mm. So I see her part to to market it. 
tell people about it, advertise it, and help her to supply at times. Mm. And that's how she's been surviving, surviving as well. So this has been your reality. And this, yeah. yeah. So right now, as you're living here, you're going to continue work. Sure. Where is it? That's amazing. Like, I, I'm happy that you came on. I think that you're a very upright man and I, and I hope that you get what you deserve and thank you for helping your family, right? Um, I don't know who's going to watch this, but I just hope that eventually you are going to, your plans that you have for yourself, you can actually actualize them. And I mean, I imagine that you want to expand your business and go into agriculture proper after you make enough money. I hope that your siblings allow you <laughs> make the so. money that you need to make. I but, so. um, thank you for coming on my show. I, like, I really want to discuss with you more, but my producer is giving me the, the hands. Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is about us as Nigerians, but we really hustle hard. Yeah, we, we do. Our own cultural experiences are different from other people. Like in the UK or any other same society, you will probably not be responsible for your siblings. I've, I've heard of that. I, you know, I've, I've, I've picked some foreigners mm. and I asked them, he said, no, just this conversation you're having yeah. with me, I've had a little with someone. They'll be shocked. No. Yeah, this, they were like, no, you cater for your own responsibility. Mm. How, why should I cater for your responsibility that yeah. you should pay your bills? If you know you like this, you work for it. That yes. was yes. It's our culture. So we don't even know that it might not even be right to put somebody under, under that pressure for, the, for their entire life because you, you're in your 30s now. You're still paying bills. bills. You're still responsible. You've been responsible for your family since you were seven. So technically, that's 20 something years of responsibility. And I'm sure that you probably wanted to do masters. You probably want to travel abroad with your it's family something. or just even go to a place like Calabar. For a holiday, but and, when you uh, think about the money, and that's right. and that's the problem with a lot of firstborns, and that's the problem a lot of firstborns have in the country exactly. across the board. Like, exactly. I hope that our families take a chill pill and let firstborns be firstborns, let them have a robust life, and just let people just. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I don't even want to be so emotional about this because I'm also a firstborn, so I can relate, but. Your old, your old firstborn. He passed my firstborn. He passed the degree. He passed degree. You are the real firstborn of Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Joseph, yes, thank sir. you so much for coming. I will be in touch. I hope that people can watch the show and from their hearts connect with you. And I also imagine that you have met some well-meaning Nigerians who have helped you along the way. Like, what kind of... Sorry, this is the one I have to quickly add. This question I have to add. Have you met... Have you met... Um, clients or people who you have carried in your car, who have, who you formed friendships with or bonds or who have helped you like work and stuff. Okay, okay. Let me let me even give you part of this. Sometimes ago, I picked uh, somebody from somewhere, which I can't remember, to um, airports MM2. Hmm. So on getting there, it was raining cat a dog that day. Hmm. After dropping the clients, this uh, woman came and was like, please, that she needs to be at MM1. And it's raining at that point in time. Mm. That she just please help her. I don't know whether it's a setup or something. And at this point, I already got her money to send to my sibling for her tuition fee. Do you know how my tire was clamped because I wanted to help her? So they actually collected 51,000. Jesus Christ! I had, had 30,000 naira on me. And I was to work that day to... Complete the money to give her. to give her. I think about sixty thousand or that or something. 
And so that they they clamp. I think it was that, a setup. That's mm mm mm. That's So later on, I got to know that it's a setup. That that is what they do over there. They will set you up once you are over there. So that's stop it. So yeah, they set people up. So, so the woman didn't have issues, right? She didn't have issues. She had already. She she it, it, and it, so she led you there so they can clamp your tire. Yeah, so immediately she came in, they clamped my tire. So they drove my car into their. Uh, car park and so that week I became very sad because I had to borrow money to add up to that thirty thousand. So I became very sad and why I was so a man I picked sometimes around the cage. He was like the following day I was like, ah, why are you looking this sad? Not yeah. so I told him my ordeal and it was like, wow, why didn't you call me? I said, I'm getting to know you oh, for you, the first oh, you time. Just, you had already started carrying the man around. Yes, no, that the following day. Mm. So I told him. So it was like. You should have told me. I said, I'm just getting to know you now. So I even have called him that he knows people there. In fact, I was weeping, practically weeping that the tears was all over because I, the, the money was not there. Also responsibility for your siblings. Exactly. So, that man, the trip was supposed to be 2,000 naira. Just brought out 10k, gave me. Wow. That same week, a brother also has a word that I picked up very weak. So he was like, ah, has been the Ozu. I said, the Ozu has been fine. If not for what we have been facing, that's one brought out 8K, gave me. So I was like, oh, God, I thank you. Mm. This is favor. Yeah. You know, so I've been, but right now, this particular one I'm driving, somebody actually helped me for a client that I've been also nice to. Mm. I mean, always being prompt to, whenever the person mm. calls on me, I will be like, okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Person brought out 500. Excuse me? Person gave me 500. 500k. Okay. So we're going to start this. So you have to deposit. So with the other hand running around, wow. so person gave me 500k. That if there's any other way you can still help, if money comes, we, if I can, that, that's just to help me to pay on time. If the money is mm-hmm. there, but it's not, so I can just be paying him mm-hmm. at we. You know, it will be very easy paying. The, yeah. So, she gave me five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. You know, I also I always say there are well many Nigerians. It's just that Nigerians become a place where we're even scared to do favors for people, but there are also very good people out there. And, and you know, yeah, uh, we have to study individual. I think the person has been able to study me over time yes, and been able to yes. know my kind of person. Yes. So he believed, or he still believes that this is who I am, and yeah. I will not falter. Mister Joseph, I can tell you for free that. You're a good person. I can tell that you're a good person because I'm also very discerning. And I, Thank you, and I know that you also be faced with lots of options to change or you'll be pressured to do things that you don't want to do. But I know that over time, you will find out that even in your life, things, no matter how bad it is, people will always come true for you. God will always find a way to make it. Exactly. things happen for you. And I think that it will continue to happen like that because of the energy that you have towards people and the sacrifices that you have made for your family, right? Yeah. So I, I I know that I will see you again very soon and that we'll talk about this show and laugh about it, but I, I know that there are good things that are going to come for you in the future. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you. And I hope that anybody who's watching this and wants to be part of Mr. Joseph's life in any way, you can reach out to us or you reach out to him. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I really want us to find a way that we can help you sort out your payments for your car. Even if we cannot give you all the money. Yeah. Just if anybody wants to contribute, I will do my own contribution. I'll reach out to you after now to see how I can contribute to your, so that at least your car, you can pay up. I mean, by now I assume that you have paid up 
so to some extent. I just started, I just did the first payments. Um, the first deposit. Yeah, uh, yesterday. Don't worry, you pay, your, you pay for your car. I believe that you pay for your car. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you very much. Yeah. So Thank this you. is the end of the show, guys. I'm I'm very emotional. Like this is not this, this is not the episode where I want to be shouting and jumping because even the stories have the humble me, right? But guys, that's Mr. Joseph's story. I want you guys to support if you can. Um, there's so many good people in Nigeria who are going through a lot. Um, country is not great, but we have great people in the country, and I feel like we can all help each other get ahead, right? When you find good stories like this, so if you can support, please do. Also, these conversations. Oh, is anything like conversations? This conversation will keep happening. Mm. Um, I really, this is the reason why Tiwite, I started Tiwite. It's more about the conversation and the people. So please subscribe to my channel. <laughs> Listen to my podcast. Please support me twice. I support other people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we have fun here. Sometimes it's not always big, big, big conversation and laugh and everything. Sometimes I really want to connect with people on this platform. So please share, like, subscribe. And make sure that you stay an upright Nigerian. Kisses. Thank you for watching TVT Podcast. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 